and welcome to Morlocks, a let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me today is Leland. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Lexa. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Certainly. So, uh, yeah, I am I am Leland. I am the host behind the Marvel Crisis Protocol Battle Reports on Aegis Brand Studios. Um, so, and that's pretty much the tag I go by on on Discord online, anything like that. Uh, I've been wargaming for way too many years at this point, and uh, yeah, I've just fallen in love with the uh, the stuff that AMG has been putting out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yes. Now, I must ask you, of course, the customary question: What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Oh geez, there there is so many uh, characters. Oh yes, uh, gu- yeah. G- gun to the head, I I would absolutely love to see um, Apocalypse from Age of Apocalypse hit mm. the tables. Uh, specifically, the Age of Apocalypse one. I want an Apocalypse who who won the fight and you know is now subjugated uh, subjugated the Earth and just is is ruling everything until it goes pear shaped. Yeah. Um. So. Apocalypse is a super cool character, and I will be surprised if we don't get him at some point. It's just a question of when that some point is. Exactly, exactly. And just because I have to poke fun at uh, at my buddy uh, Will from House Party Protocol, you know, I expect we'll see Apocalypse sometime around we see Alpha Flight and, you know, sometime before Fantastic Four. (laughs) Well... This is really funny because last week was Will on this show. And so, yeah, mm. no. <laughs> a little bit of continuity in the Morlocks universe randomly. It's always important to have continuity when comic books are involved, right? <laughs> I mean, some of the best comic books ever made are the ones that completely disregard continuity. That is totally true. I mean, one of one of my favorite sort of what if style comics is still the Superman Red Sun uh, storyline. Just absolutely phenomenal. Superman Red Sun, Kingdom Come. Oh yeah. Just all that sort of fun stuff. Um, yeah, when they can they can get wild and go creative, right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. So, who did you bring for us to talk about today? I don't know. Well, today I decided to break out the angry old boomer that is Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yes, or Boomer Cap or Bully Cap. He has many names. Yes, yes, and all all of them both well-deserved and very fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who follow The Darkhold, my bonus podcast I put out on my Patreon, which, yes, patrons, there's one coming soon. As I mentioned in last episode, there was a wedding and then a bunch of extra work. And it's, it's been a busy personal thing, but I should have an episode out by the end of the week. Uh, anyway, if you follow the Dark Code, you will know I've been playing a lot of this character. Um, and specifically because I want to jump the gun and just talk about where I've been playing him in New Dark. Okay, you you definitely jumped the gun because New Dark was going to be someone I brought up with this one. He is amazing in new doc it it is nice to see that he might finally have a home because uh all of his triggers are either wild uh wild shield or wild uh hit so anytime you roll a wild you can just go into whatever trigger you want 
And Nudok's defensive tech is more is more powerful the more dice you roll. And so he him being a potential six six five means he has a very high likelihood of hitting a wild and being able to convert into a second uh block, which two blocks is a lot in this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it can. De- it's definitely the difference between getting your guy dazed and sort of standing up and being a pain. Uh huh. For sure. Uh, what other places jump out to you? So I've been trying him in a couple other uh, affiliations that grant some rerolls. Uh, right now, Shadowland Daredevil's Criminal Syndicate yep. is one that I've seen some success with him. Uh, I played around a little bit with Wakanda as well. It wasn't quite as good simply because it kept eating all his power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am kind of glancing at uh, M'Baku Wakanda. Uh, it's not quite as good as uh, as Nudok is because it's uh, you know it's only the attack rolls and it's only uh, changing a, a result to a to a hit. Yeah. Um, but it's still something I, I've been thinking about. Uh, that and his ability to not possibly not be pushed around by that leadership as well keeps him kind of on a point where he wants to be. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying him out with Mbaku at some point. Yeah. Um. So it's I think Steve Rogers' value in this game that is a value that a lot of characters have, and I don't think of people grok how good it is is the ability to attack the midline and then still make it onto the point on turn one yeah he is deceptively fast yeah and uh and he a lot of his cards if you're willing to even break into them help him a little bit more as well like he's got on your left right off right off the hop if you can get the power for it but mm-hmm. also uh, i mean if you're willing to risk it he has access to over the top as well which yep. Sure, you you get punched, but I mean that is an extra medium advance that you're you're getting out of the deal uh, yeah. for it as well. Um, I have also played him in what I call hypermobile uh, cabal, which is a uh, cabal list that is running Red Skull leadership, uh, and is t- uh, and Ulick and uh, Zemo, and is turn one just advancing advanced R and D for four. <laughs> that's rude <laughs> and suddenly you have Zemo charge on your left and uh, Ulick adva- uh, charge all available turn one that is that is super aggressive I love it I am going to have to try that at some point it's, it's a very solid list especially because it is something that is super easy to get into the game with it is, it is a list that like, you can definitely spec it out with a bunch of stuff, but if you're just, like, you're just getting into the game and have a core box, buy the Ulic box, you can play that list. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I love that it actually brings some different things to the table as well. You're not you're not lacking for throws. You're not lacking for mobility. You're getting strategic genius with Zemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can kind of get a nice anchor piece with, uh, with Steve Rogers. Yeah. And you just... Your fourth piece is another piece that give it one power. It can do some movement turn one. Um, I've had all sorts of pieces in that. I've had Sin in there so she can walk up and then hit and run turn one. You can just do some dumb stuff with that list turn one that people, especially Ulick. Ulick goes so far. I think everyone always forgets just how far Ulick moves. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know I've had I've had them on the table against me a number of times, and I still get thrown off by that when somebody just throws a rock troll right up in my face that early on. And also, Ulick with the uh, Red Skull leadership gets so much power. Oh my goodness, he does, doesn't he? Because <laughs> he just needs to deal one damage to perpetuate into the next turn. Oh, jeez, that... Okay, I'm, I'm trying that list down. That sounds like a lot of fun. Because every damage is two power. And getting and, two power um, a turn. And with six dice, he's probably getting at least that one damage through. And if he gets any more, who will you have your foe online, too? <laughs> oh, that... Yeah, okay, so now, now we're just getting into the territory of not making friends. Yeah. Uh, this is also a list that could potentially still play Valkyrie. I like that. I think that that seems like a nice home for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Are there any other affiliations that you look for for Boomer Cap? Uh, yeah. So if I'm if I'm looking outside of that, I'm looking into other uh, places where he can get the most out of his attacks. And one place that I have been tinkering around with him a little bit has actually been in Defenders. Uh, for that ability to change his attack type to whatever might be needed to really try and get through that damage, even if you don't happen to get your triggers, you know, maybe you're at least getting that damage, uh, and uh, and getting that hex out there. Yeah, he certainly liked the hex. Oh yes, yes uh -huh. for sure. Um, like that—that that is a very solid place for him. Um. He definitely likes playing in places where there is uh, other people are playing the extract game so he can run around with on your left. <clears throat> uh, so I don't think he minds being in uh, Mystique. Um, yeah, I could... Like, I could see that. Even if he's picking up a token turn one... Toad can just take that token from him so he can start on your lefting. Right, yeah. So just you, you secure it and then pass it off to someone safer. Yeah. And then also, he gets he can travel so much distance so he can set down a hat, uh, hat token and then run off to somewhere else pretty simply. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's nice just to get something out of the out of the way, out of the grasp of your opponents, and you're not really caring about it from there. Make them go go and work for it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I also have to, if we're talking about offensive rebels, we also have to talk about Cable. Oh, do we? <laughs> do we talk about X Force? Uh, it's. I, I don't mind it. I've tried it with X-Force. I think the, the problem I've encountered, at least with him in X-Force, is Cable's cost. Yeah. And, I mean, you're before you even get affiliated, you're already looking at 9 threat right off the hop. So uh -huh. to get affiliated, you're, you're probably looking at your lower cost, uh, your lower cost heroes to get in there. So maybe you're passing up on a Logan, for instance, um, or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he, he takes a little bit too much of the versatility away from from the rest of weapon x as a result uh even though he does love that reroll sorry x force yes that, that is how x. words work not weapon x that is that is how words work uh, uh x force I, um i do still think 
that Steve Domino X23 Cable is a pretty not bad squad for a 15. I can definitely see some merit to it, and I, he would definitely enjoy the um, uh, the telekinetic shield from Cable from time to time. Just really pump up that beefiness. Yeah. Uh, so all, all of a sudden he's what rolling eight uh, dice, eight dice on phys- uh, for physical, mm-hmm. uh, which is just you know that's that's a wall, right? You don't get through that very often. Yeah. MCP dice or MCP dice. Yeah, that is very true. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, it's it's an interesting idea. I'd be hesitant simply because cable is so expensive, though. Yes. Um, so we've talked about a couple options. Is there one that jumps out to you as the thing you want to talk about? So I was coming in here primed to talk about New Doc and, and Criminal Syndicate, but it sounds like you've covered some ground on that one already. Fair enough. So, so how about we go a little bit wild? Because here's a bit of a Dark Horse one that I was thinking about. Uh, and that is actually Cyclops leadership with X-Men. Interesting. Yeah, I, I figure why not uh, Why not throw in another uh, forgotten character while we're at this? Uh, but the mentality behind this is Steve is very power-starved because a lot of the time he's spending his power on other things like On Your Left, Vibranium Shield. Yep. Uh, whereas with, uh, with Cyclops leadership... If you kind of death ball a little bit, you can actually have the rest of his team potentially feed him the power so he can still do his defensive stuff, but then he has the power from his team to go into, uh, uh, what is it? I, I don't, is it, I don't like bullies. I don't like bullies, which uh, is a really yeah. good spender. It's a great spender. Uh, and I, I find that one of my biggest problems is that I either have power for that or I have power for everything else, but never, I never seem to have power for both. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is certainly a call. <laughs> uh, if you want to go for it, we can go for it. Oh, why, why not? Let's let's bake our noodles a little bit on this one. <laughs> cool. So Cyclops is a super interesting leadership. We want some batteries and we want some uh, and we want some people with good spenders. And if we can have both, which Steve can definitely pop off, especially if he gets a flurry trigger out of somewhere, then mm-hmm. uh, he can do both. But what what X-Men immediately jumps out to you for Cyclops' leadership? Okay, so this is where we get that a little bit trickier. Um, I think anyone who can... Oh, obviously, anyone who can get a little bit of power. Uh, Rogue would probably be a solid option. Yeah, Rogue uh, is a very because, solid option. Yeah, because one, she can keep up with Steve, uh, mm-hmm. which is an important thing. She brings a little bit of control with her throw, uh, and with her sap, she's potentially powering up a little bit faster than yeah. uh, than other characters might be. Um, so she might she might be the the first one to take a look at for that one. Yeah, I definitely I can definitely see Rogue in there. Oh. Um, the other one that immediately comes to mind is actually Honey Badger. Yeah. And the reason for that is she doesn't have a lot to spend her power on. Yeah. So she always, she always ends up getting power. Her spender isn't really all that much more impressive than just her regular builder is. No. Um, so, I mean, just, just power her up and she's always in the fray as it is. Yeah. She's always right there. Uh, so I think, I think Rogue and Honey Badger would be like the two immediate X-Men that I would look at to kind of assist Cyclops with this game. 
how do we feel about Logan? Uh, I mean, Logan is always great. I, I'm never opposed to Logan. He punches way above his weight. Uh, uh, too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much above his weight. Yes. Um, I, I am of the opinion that he is too consistent for a four threat, that that level of consistency should be reserved for five threat and above. I don't disagree with you. He he is a terror uh, no matter how you slice it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think he needs much to really change him, but... I, I like the idea of Logan in this. I think my only concern with him is that he is very much the lone wolf. Like he's yeah. he's not he's not really acting as a battery. He's not acting as control. He's going gonna go off and do his own thing, which might very well help the help the team because like they're gonna focus on Logan and ignore old man Steve, mm -hmm. uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely an interesting piece to kind of help anchor everything. So. We'll we'll put him in a maybe pile for now, as we talk about for a couple sure. other people. Uh, for sure. Let, let's talk about a forgotten X Man, who I think okay. is still very solid, and that is Gambit. Whew, I kind of expected this to happen. Uh yeah, I I think Gambit's an interesting one because he can hang back a little bit. He can just kind of keep plinking away with his kinetic ace to um like uh, to gain some power at you know a little bit of range. Um, I think the only thing is, though, is like, what, what does he bring to the table? Cause he's always power starved himself. So one, he is a, uh, so I find you don't actually set him that far back. He is a super consistent control piece. Uh, with that bow so, staff. Okay, I'll, I'll admit my experience has been a little bit different with that, but, I mean, that's just my experience. Between bow staff and a little something extra, you get very consistent. Because um, that's suddenly three out of eight sides on four dice. If you're making a double attack, you it's going to be something rare. And that other successful side is one that rolls you into extra dice to potentially get your trick. So. Yeah, no, I can, I I can see. It. I guess uh, I guess a little something extra is always one of those things that I want to use, but I'm, I don't know. I always find that I'm trying to save up for either accelerate charge or enhanced agility, and I don't get as much use out of a little something extra as I would normally like. Yeah, I I find that a little <laughs> something extra is uh way more important than saving up for accelerated charge or enhanced agility. And then him not having to spend most of his own power to do 52 card pickup when uh, to leave some behind for a little something extra means that suddenly becomes a much bigger threat. That I will definitely agree with. I have run Gambit in, in Cyclops X-Men a couple times and being able to siphon off even just one or two power from the rest of the team mm -hmm. uh, to get that 52 card pickup has been... It, it's it's a big deal because that that beam really kicks off if you roll well. Uh, as as someone who's played a lot of Doc Ock in his day, Double Wilds is way better than you expect it to be. It blindsides you mm -hmm. every single time. Yes, I remember the Doom Prophecy Doc Ock days where he was rolling five point uh, an average of five point five damage on eight dice. 
Oh, jeez, I haven't thought about those days in a long time. Yeah. Oh. You can still do that if you put him with a Thanos and Death Decree him. You, you definitely can. You definitely can. There are ways of doing it. Uh, at least it just takes a couple more steps than just slapping in uh, Doom Prophecy. Yep. Um, other options. Beast. I think Beast is really, really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with you on this one as well. Like, Beast, uh, outside of his throw, he doesn't really have a whole lot he's spending power on either. And he gains uh, flat. Uh, he gains power whenever he rolls a skull. He does, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Beast. Um, he I mean, he's going to keep up with everyone. He's got that really healthy stamina pool, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and ambush is, is meaning he's always going to be right in the middle of the fray anyway. Yeah. So. And I also think. Yeah, I. I think Beast is a slept-on character overall. I think he gets maligned because of that two energy defense. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. And then. Uh, I don't know if she's a fit for this team because she's a big, complicated character. But how do you feel about Emma? I am still trying to fully grok Emma, to be honest. I <laughs> I think this may take I, years to fully grok. I, I, I think so. Because, I mean, I my biggest problem with Emma is that her normal side wants to play so differently than her diamond form side. Mm -hmm. And I find when, you, when you're in diamond form, you're usually in a position where you don't want to transform back because it's going to put you at risk. She's she's a very tricky one for me. Very tricky one for me. So uh, I do like the idea of it though. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, because like she's she's got that nice little bit of uh, of character movement. So I mean, she can bend will to maybe get uh, get characters into a, a more advantageous position mm -hmm. uh, to go into them. Uh, when she's in her diamond form, she has her uh, her defenestrate. Um, yeah. To, and to again maybe put the put some people into some worse positions for uh, for them. Uh, I I definitely like the idea of her. I'm just I'm just absolutely terrible with Emma. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let, let's talk about some out of affiliation. Are there any out of affiliations that jump out to you? The first one is still our our good friend from the Baron Club, Zemo. Yeah. I. Yeah, Zemo is, I mean, here, here we are almost four years in, and Zemo is still earning his keep, mm -hmm. no matter how you slice it. Um, he's got that He's got that strategic reroll, which, let's be honest, with Steve, you're, you want to hit those triggers. Yep. Well, with any of the characters we've named, you want to hit those triggers. So that reroll just gives an extra little bit of help for it, uh, which I, I dig. And, I mean, he punches above his weight as well. Yes. Surprisingly so. But he doesn't feel like he... He doesn't feel like he is punching a full point value above his weight. No, he he's just very tuned for yes. his threat. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Zemo would be my first one. Uh, the other one that I've actually been looking at a lot is uh, Zola. Zola, okay. Yeah, well, Zola brings to the table. Like first off, he's he's got a ranged attack, so he can kind of stay a little bit out of uh, out of being threatened right mm -hmm. uh but he's got on that ranged attack he he has a really nice suite of uh status conditions yep. that he can toss in there which awesome really cool uh but he also has the hydra engineering mm -hmm. 
which I really like having that having that reroll bubble. It's something I use extensively in my shield list with Sentinel Prime. So having a slightly cheaper version of that with Zola is uh, is not too shabby. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Zola is such an interesting model to me. Because yeah. I think the actual most powerful thing on his card is the thing no one pays attention to. <laughs> Is that the uh, experimental enhancements? Uh, the ESP box blast. Ah, okay. So it's a spender. Yeah, I, I don't see many people talk about a spender. So I think that's a very fair comment. But it's too power for a advance. With with the wild slow on top of that. So get him out of position and it makes it harder for them to get back. Uh, and it does not give a fuck about size. And it's... Uh, and it's range three. Like, it's really good. It, it is. And when you consider that he has the scientific hubris as well. So he's getting that that more consistent power gain yeah. on top of everything. Uh, because, I mean, prototype weapons is also just a flat gainer mm-hmm. on top of that. So, I mean, you do a prototype weapons, you roll a crit in there. All of a sudden, you've just gone two extra power on top of that. You now have the power for the the ESP box blast, or you have the power for a reroll bubble, or you know whatever it is you need to to do with it. Yep, exactly. It is. It is. I think one of the most slept on spenders in the game. Like we talk about good spenders, and you're looking at things like Kingpin, and I think his is as good as Kingpin when you uh, adjust for threat value. Yeah, I, I definitely see the value for it. I think a lot of us tend to get a little blinded by by big shiny numbers. So when we see a spender that's only six dice, it's kind of a little mm, I I don't know. But uh, no, you are you are right. It is a very good spender, yeah. all things considered. Uh huh. And it's only two, which is I think the killer thing about it. It's Terribly not- affordable. Yeah, it is cheap. Um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's X twenty three levels of of economy right there. Yeah, especially with he has much better power gen than X twenty, much more consistent power gen than X twenty three. Well, X twenty three doesn't need power gen because she just murders whatever she fights. So yeah, sometimes she does have off days. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah. Uh. Buh, buh, buh. Out of affiliation pieces. There's just so many people in the game at this point. It, it's getting tricky. Yeah. Uh, the, this sort of conversation is getting really tricky. Um, One route we could look at, and this is one I've actually been getting a lot of play out of lately, uh, is uh, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl solid. She really is. And, uh, I mean, her, her, uh, her tippy-toe token... Like I, I just use it. Just I just keep it on her at all times these days because that's just two guaranteed dice rerolls that are happening. Well, but she has any. There's one person I always put tippy toes on. Oh yeah. Because if you put it on a domino, domino is so goddamn sad. <laughs> oh, that does make her sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that's a very good target for that. <laughs> domino um... just has the worst day. <laughs> Yep. 
Yeah, and it does not take much to get the three power you need to no. do so. <laughs> so cool. And suddenly, Domino but, does nothing during a game. Yeah, no kidding. Domino goes Ooh. from motor machine to water pistols. Oh, jeez, yeah. I, I don't get a lot of Domino play in my local meta, so I don't have to figure out answers to her all that often, but uh, uh, we, that's what I'm going to keep in my back pocket. We have a local X-Force player. Who is well, X Force all the X Force all the way? I'm doing my best to make X Force work, so I see a lot of Domino on the table. Hey, all the power to him! Yeah, he, so. he's doing solid. Well, that's that's all. Well, once once you figure out your pieces, right? You're like you can start making almost any team work, which is oh, really yeah. nice. Um, I want to bring up one of. I think the best batteries in the game. Uh, how do you feel about Sin? I have a love-hate relationship with Sin. <laughs> I really I really want to like her. Uh, I think I always get hung up on that four stamina on her healthy side. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've never really thought of her as a battery before, though, which is kind of interesting. She's generally so making four power a ton, and at most spending two of it. And if she takes any damage, she's getting an additional power on top of whatever power she gains from damage. Oh my goodness, I forgot she had that ability. Yes! <laughs> she, she, okay. is, she is in a Hellfire Club list that I have made, where it is uh, Red Guardian... Uh, Sin and Rhino, and then uh, because then whenever you do the I'm not on uh, characters not on objective, take a damage and lose a power. The only cost of that is lose uh, take a damage because they net back the power because they do gain uh, power from being hit by allied effects. Ooh, that's alchemy, my friend. <laughs> is it good? You were cr- Maybe. <laughs> But you you are creating something from nothing there, and that's that is just pure alchemy. I love it. <laughs> but like automatic pistols with automatic power gen and automatic rapid fire. Very, very good for uh getting a bunch of power. And then she doesn't really have much to spend it on. She oh, will, she really doesn't. She'll hit and run half the time. Just to reposition. Um, and also, we have beams in our list. She doesn't mind getting hit by an allied beam. Nope. Nope, she does not at she all. she gets the power off of it. <laughs> yeah, take a little take a little collateral from, uh, from Wolverine or Cyclops and she's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. And I guess with her not being uh, in a leadership position, she's not as heavy a target. As she would be if you were running, say, a Syncabal list. Yeah. And, like, also, I think people underestimate the six health on her backside. They care about her front side a lot, but she lives a lot on her backside. Yeah, that that is very, very true. She gets that injured side pretty quickly, but then she gets that nice little boost in health as a result. Yeah. Um, I have played... A lot of her in uh, Hydra, where she can just absolutely power out inevitable betrayal. 
Yeah, the the more the more you're talking about her, the more you're selling me on her. Mm-hmm. And she huh. comes with a I really like interesting card that does weird things on emaps. Oh, now I'm trying to remember what her cards are. Uh, to Ash and Cinder, where she can place oh, a bomb. Yes. Yes. Okay. That does weird things on clumped maps. Yeah, I remember the card. I'm actually just pulling it up right now just to get the text on that one. Uh, let's see here. So she places it within three of her current location, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, let's see here. It's just loading up for me right now. Uh, range two. Range two. Oh no, sorry. Uh, at the start of the activation. Oh no, sorry. It is range three, and then during the cleanup phase, all characters within range, range two. two. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get that. Uh, we'll get the stun condition. Suffer two damage and destroy all size three terrain or less. Yeah. That is definitely one that's going to blindside a lot of people, and I think that's just because a lot of people, myself included, forgot this card existed. But it does stuff. <laughs> yeah, it does a lot of stuff. Man, I'd, I'd even be happy just with the uh, with the stun condition on there, to be honest. But it does stun and then two damage? Um, yep. So they only ever gain one power from it? Yeah, and then you get rid of all that uh, size three terrain within range two of it as well, so you can potentially get rid of one or two uh, annoying little throw targets. Yeah, you can just use it. Oh, now I need to check a thing. Can you gain power from the Magneto leadership when it's not a character's turn, like the cleanup phase? That's that's a good question because I don't know if it specifies turn or uh, turn or not. Because it says a character gains only one power as a result of this leadership ability per turn. Hmm. That's going to be a rules form question because if not. Because if if you can't gain power from uh, terrain features being destroyed uh, during the cleanup phase, this is a way to, like, take out a bunch of stuff versus a Magneto. Yeah, low-key anti-Magneto tech. Who would have thought? I just realized. And because it's size 3 or less, you take out his constructs, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I really dig that. Okay, did we stumble onto Sin being secret anti-Magneto tech? <laughs> we, we might have. There, there might be some play that needs to happen here. That is fast. I didn't even consider that until now, and I played a lot of Sin. And that is fascinating. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to have to play that one out a little bit, see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, do we want to get Sin into this list? <laughs> After all this chat, uh, you, you know what? Let, let's let's go wild. You've sold me on her being a battery. Yeah. So we have two more spots left. Yes. Okay. So who are we looking at here? Hmm. I think we're still a little light on the control side of things. Yeah, I can see that. 
So I'm wondering, I'm trying to think of a good sort of like a, a three threat control piece. Well, I, I, I'm going to go for a different threat quickly just cause okay. he's one of my guys and I want to bring him up. Uh, OG Red Skull both is a giant battery and has an amazing spender. You know what? OG Red Skull does not get the love he deserves these yeah. days. I I really like him. I've actually been trying to get a couple of my locals to kind of uh, play him a little bit more as well because I think there is still a lot of life in that old guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm all on board with that. Cause like unleash the cube. Okay. I will state this again for people. OG Red Skull is the only character. It's the lowest threat character in the game that can move a size five character two different ways. Cause, yeah, because uh, he's got he's got the push and then he's got the cube. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah, and he so much being able to throw size four into people, like being able to ping pong Malakis into people is so good. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But it gets even more fun when you can start throwing sentinels at people too. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you ever see them on the table. Uh-huh. So, oh, uh, I, yeah, I have uh, thrown a sentinel into people before. Very fun. You can also throw sentinels with this is a robbery, which is very funny. My, my favorite is you can also do it with uh, Comrade's Keeper. Yep. Which I, I think is just hilarious. The, the, the Soviet super soldier is uh, stronger than Steve Rogers, so awesome. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I, they, they just juiced him up a little bit more. Yeah. I, I did play Winter Guard for a month straight and went 10 and 1 with it, them. They are pretty good, actually. Like, they, they could use a deeper uh, affiliated roster, but they got some really good tech going for them. Yes, one second. My thing fell down, so I needed to reset it for a second. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, and I was playing very different Winter Guard than everybody else. Because uh, I was oh, yeah. playing them on uh, uh, Cosmic uh, cosmic Invasion, uh, Riot Spark, and uh, Superpowered Scoundrels was my secure pull. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see some play there. Because uh, they just survive 1v1 fights so well. Aside from Darkstar, I find they're all very durable. And even Darkstar has her moments. Yeah, that's going to take a bit of selling. I don't think I've ever put Darkstar on the table where somebody has just not gone and one-shot her. Just um, completely off the board. <laughs> so it's it's her extra defense dice can pull it through. Because most people oh, yeah. spend down to place. But if you... The, her Dark Force barrier is so good. Oh, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, it's just the dice disagree with me horribly on this one. <laughs> Very so. fair. I, I've had better luck. I I had a team of Omega Red, uh, Darkstar, and... Oh, I can't remember who my third person was in that game. Uh, 3v1 a Hulk to death. That is always a good time. Yeah. 
Yeah. My 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 Hulk story is I had ASM go one on one with uh, with a Hulk, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up just witty bantering him the entire time <laughs> and took no damage during the entire fight. Yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, bu- 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 had a comment and then it ran away. You well, I, I think I got, oh yeah, for sure. Our train of thought just goes all the time. Um, I think I have my last suggestion actually for the list. Bring it. And that's going to be our good friend, Fred Dukes, the blob. The blob. Yeah. The blob is the super blob. interesting. Uh, well, I don't think this is his scariest place because by God, blob shield is hysterical. This is still a pretty I mean, solid th- place. I and I mean the reason for this, I think Thunderous Splash uh, oh, is yeah. a great source of crowd control. Oh yeah, like just amazing source of crowd control. Uh, we get ourselves a nice little uh, a nice little size three terrain throw in there with Catch Little Man. He makes for an excellent defensive anchor to go with it. With ha ha that tickles. Yep. Uh, I think he brings a lot to the table. He's not going to be as helpful in the power battery side of things but he's going to be very helpful with getting characters like getting enemy characters into a position that they don't want to be in yeah for sure i i can definitely go for the blob but that's that's 10 characters then all right that's beautiful i think we have a nice little band of misfits here yeah so i think our secures are pretty self-evident Okay. I, I'm I'm leaning towards E shapes. Yes. Uh, myself. So I think we uh, take double E, and then I think yep. we take uh deadly meat uh yeah deadly meteors. Meteors, eh? Okay. X Men have always classically been good on pay to flip because of first class, and I don't think that changes on Cyclops X Men. And. It is the most condensed pay-to-flip, and it's also one that is taxing your opponent's health anyway, so uh, fightiness is just fine. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm not a big Meteors player myself, but I'm also not a huge X-Men player, so that could be why. Uh, but yeah, yeah, lev- leverage that, uh, that X-Men pay-to-flip uh, aspect to it for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Meteors. Demons Downtown, and then, of course, uh, Gamma Wave. Yep. Nice uh, nice trio there. I'm a big fan of Gamma and Demons. Yeah. Love them. Now, on Extract. We definitely have a lot of ability to do safe central Extract grab because... No, we don't, actually. We don't have Storm Hop. I am lying. No Stormhop, but we do have some quick characters. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out one that is probably gonna be a bit of a contentious one, uh, but uh, I'm gonna go with Research Station. Yeah, I I think we want a brawl in the middle. Research Station is the brawl in the middle uh, extract. And and not just that, but I mean we have some we have some interesting control options between Rogue and Blob to get in there and move things around. Yeah. Um. And we we have a nice setup for well, I mean, if we want to get some of those sweet beams in there with a Logan, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also kind of concentrates everything, so we can take advantage of any of our sort of reroll auras that might be kicking around yep. as well. So, yeah, I think the only downside is that if we're if we're running, 
we're running a little hot with the uh, with the threat values to make research station a little tricky mm-hmm. uh, on that one. Uh, but I do think that there is still there is still a list there that I think works. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. Four eight twelve. Uh, so we can do four eight ten. So we can go four wide pretty easily, with like a Steve Cyclops Rogue. Uh, beast. Honey Badger. Oh, Beast. Okay, yeah. Got 4, 8, 12, plus a 3. Yep. Three. Yeah, that works really nice. Uh, yeah. Yep, no, that, that sounds like it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Now, for other ones, I do think... I keep thinking about X-Men in terms of, like, competitive X-Men, and we're playing a very different list. Because I'm like, yes. oh, they're really good. Th- no, we may not be good at that. Because um, I was thinking about paranoia. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm feeling paranoia in this yeah. one. I, I, I think we're I think we're running a little bit too many higher threat characters to really fully take advantage of it. Um, Though, so do we want to look at cubes? Cubes was actually one I was thinking about because uh, it's going to power us up a little bit more. It's going to a little bit of punishment, but it's also going to hurt the other player as well. Yep. So it allows a couple of our attrition pieces to kind of go a little bit harder into them as a result. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if we're if we're bringing a team that it contains both Rogue and Blob, for instance, I mean, we already get some nice damage reduction on top oh, of yeah. our on top of our character. So they have a little bit more durability to to weather that damage they're going to take from holding some cubes. Yeah. Um, and then I think overall, Scrolls is just a really good scenario. I, I'm not opposed to Scrolls. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, that you only you only get that push chance when you're picking it up, Yeah, unlike uh, Spider-Infected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm good with Scrolls. I think that makes a lot and of sense. And it's a 20, and I, I imagine we can rock a 20 team. Oh yeah, yeah. We we have we have enough characters that we could build a pretty interesting twenty threat team. I think. Yeah, we could play the full five four threat team. Uh, That's always a good time. Steve, Cyclops, Rogue, Logan, Red Skull. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's not too shabby at all. Get some good control, good power batteries in there. Every single one of them has uh, four physical defense in that team. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's not too bad for uh, for trying to pick up some scrolls right there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Now, tactic cards. I think, of course, we take first class. You got to take first class. Yeah, there's no question about it. Are we taking over the top? I really do like over the top. I think it gives a nice little bit of surprise speed mm-hmm. uh, for Steve. Um, I think if you take it, though, you need to set it up. Uh, you need to have a contingency plan for it. Yeah. Because if you somehow get Steve spiked off uh, because of a bad over the top roll on you, mm-hmm. then it, it just really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I find over the top much more of a core Steve than a bully Steve, uh, boomer Steve card. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Uh, 
Yeah, so maybe, maybe Over the Top stays home for this particular yeah. one. As, as much as I enjoy it. Um, I think we talked a lot about it. Let's get to Ash and Cinder in here. Yeah, I, I think with how much we talked about it, Ash and Cinder is has got a spot. I think that just sounds like a lot of fun in this case. And that, that stun is just going to be so much fun to work with. Yeah. Um, Beast doesn't have a card. Cyclops doesn't have a specific card. Rogue's cards are interesting, but I don't think we're playing the strategy that wants to use Pot of Me Sugar. No, no, I agree with you completely. Zemo doesn't have a card. Uh, Honey Badger's card requires X23. Do we want Logan's card? Uh, gotta get some air? Yeah. Uh, you know what? If we were playing Stormhop, I think I'd be all for it. Mm-hmm. But I think since we're not, I think we, I think there's a too high of an opportunity cost for okay. Gotta Get Some Air. That, that's just my, that's just my gut reaction to it. Yeah. And then we don't want <clears throat> Red Skull and we don't want, and Blob doesn't have anything he can play. So we're down to just other Uncanny X-Men cards. Okay. Just pulling those ones up for uh, now. So how do you feel about To Me, My X-Men? I actually like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a tr- it's a tricky one to play well mm-hmm. uh, because I think uh, I, I know at least my case I always forget about the claws that it's towards the character mm-hmm. um, and that always trips me up. But it uh, the times that I do remember and I play it properly, it has come in very clutch. It's also a way to get not as good as in Storm because my God has it done some devilish things to me in Storm, but getting a uh, fucking um, Logan, who's out of the fight, back into the fight in a single turn, is very oh, yeah. good. Well, it's also a great card whenever you've just had a Hulk run right into the middle of your line, right? Yeah. You know, Hulk runs in, throws a couple people, pushes a couple people. You respond with a "To me, my X Men," and then you know they just walk right back. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, yeah, yeah, I think we take "To me, my X Men." Yep, I'm right on board with you. I also think we take Children of the Atom. Ooh, that one I need a refresher on. Uh, that one is... An uncanny X-Men character plays it at no cost, removes all special conditions, and they gain a power for each special condition removed. We are playing demons. Uh, yeah, and we are looking for batteries still at the same time. Yeah. So, Okay. Yep. Uh, it also really helps if uh, if one of them happens to get stuck in the uh, in the ash and cinder uh, yep. blast on that one, uh, and we are seeing much more condition game hit lately. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that definitely makes the list. Yeah, because sometimes that is just remove five conditions, gain five power in the current meta game. Yeah, and you know, with Cyclops leadership letting you kind of siphon that off slowly to the rest of your team, yep. or even just get a big, a big responding turn, mm-hmm. I think that can be very nice to play with. What do you think uh, for restricted cards? Ooh, uh, for restricted, I, I think I'm looking at Indomitable as one of them. Okay. Uh, I, I just personally, I prefer Indomitable over Brace for Impact. Okay. I I'd much rather just not get thrown. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that'd be the first one. The other one, like it's kind of a toss up between advanced R and D and 
Oh, I mean, we do have some batteries in here. I mean, it might be follow me. There could be an argument for follow me in this instance. I, I don't think we'll be a follow me team just because I think we'll be spending down much more often. Uh, and I and that's what, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm not sold on it as well. Like, I, it's, it's it, the thought process is like, well, we do have batteries. We have people who are going to be gaining that power. But, you know, yeah, we are looking to spend it more often than not. Can I make a funny suggestion? Fire away. Sacrifice. Oh, that's never a funny suggestion. That's always a solid suggestion. Because we can sacrifice into Cyclops, who is outside of range two of the attacking character, so he can quick draw people. <laughs> that is some nice little shenanigans. Um, yeah, yeah, I think sacrifice can definitely make for for an excellent option in there as well. I, I need to double check the rulings on sacrifice, actually. Um, because sacrifice says you can't add dice to the defense roll, but quick draw is a replacement effect that says you roll five dice instead of whatever normal dice amount you would have rolled. I believe I believe it works uh, uh, works the way we're intending on this one because we're not adding yeah. any additional dice to this, right? Yeah, I don't so. think so, but I would double check that ruling. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain I've I've been involved in some conversations uh, that uh, that have gone over this course before, and I yeah. I think it's I think it's a valid tactic to use. Mm -hmm. So we're up to six, and we're down to the uh, unrestricted cards. Yeah. So I think with this particular uh, roster, I'm looking at Recal. Recal, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think uh, I think Recal gets a space. I think uh, being able to try to get another shot at some of those triggers mm -hmm. with any of the characters is is really worthwhile. Uh, I also think Mission Objective gets the space. Yep. Yep, I'm definitely on board with that. Uh, how do you feel about either Escort or uh, Fallback? I think they are both very good, but I would only ever play one of them. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking we've built a nice little murder ball, so Escort to Safety is probably the way to go on this one. Very fair. Yeah. And then I want to throw, throw it out. We are going to be in close quarters a lot. Sure sounds that way. How, have you played much with One Two Punch recently? Uh, I toss it in every so often. My mileage varies on it. Uh, I do really like it though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely a fan of One Two Punch. Um, this might actually be a great opportunity to get some some better uh, dice out of it. And uh, yeah, those extra two dice uh, on a uh, on a Steve Stars and Stripes mm -hmm. would. Uh, would really help get those triggers off. Yeah. And we get to use the fun Wolverine and Sabretooth Heart. It's always nice when you can pull out some alt cards. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's I like suddenly that. 10 tactic cards. Oh, jeez. We just got ripped through that. Yeah. So we have a full list. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting one. I'm I'm kind of uh, kind of eager to see how it plays out on the board. Yeah. For those at home, the list is Steve Rogers, Captain America, Cyclops, Rogue, Honey Badger, Beast, Baron Zemo, Sin, Logan the Wolverine, Red Skull, and the Blob. For tactic cards, we have First Class, Two Ash and Cinder, To Me My X-Men, Children of the Atom, 
Indomitable, Sacrifice, Recalibration Matrix, Mission Objective, Escort to Safety, and One-Two Punch. For Secures, we have Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, Demons Downtown has our come up and come due, and Gamma Wave Sweeps Across Midwest. Then for Extracts, we have Research Station Attacked, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Squirrels Infiltrate World Leadership. Yeah? I think there's actually something there with this list. Yeah. Certainly uh, some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, and it it doesn't sound like it's been handicapped for the purposes of theme or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we might actually have something that Cyclops can work with. Yeah. So, huh? Okay, I dig this. Mm-hmm. So, All right. uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, they can find me pretty much anywhere online. Uh, Aegis Brand Studios, if you're looking on um, uh, YouTube, Facebook, or any of the discords. And uh, I'm always up for chatting. I, I love sharing my potato opinions. They, uh, they're they always good for a laugh at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash White, where you get bonus episodes. There should be two out uh, from this month, one on Scream 6 and one on Shin Kamen Rider which were both very fun films uh, that we had interesting things to talk about. Um, And then uh, also you get The Darkhold, and uh, we're coming up on another quarterly playlist, so keep an eye out for that. All sorts of of interesting stuff going on there. So uh, you can support the show at uh, patreon.com slash Alexa White. You guys keep the lights on here and keep this a functioning thing. Um, also, uh, if you want to play at the event, at the LVO qualifier I'm running, do, uh, come to Box Boarding House in Bellevue on July 22nd. Let me double check my own dates. I'm pretty sure it's the 22nd. Yes, the July 22nd. Uh, we still have, uh, plenty of slots open, so come, sign up, jump in. It's going to be good time, and you can qualify for LVO. Um, and for those that don't know, Bellevue is one of the suburbs of Seattle, so if you're planning on coming from a little bit farther away, it's in the Seattle area. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and then, uh, otherwise, you can reach out to me on Discord. I'm Lexa White on all the MCP Discords, G-Drift on some of the non-MCP Discords, and then also if you want to see me play something completely different, every, uh... Every Saturday morning at twitch.tv slash games is custom Arkham Horror the Card Game. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I love what you do with uh, with the community and with this whole list building uh, theory crafting idea. So it's it's uh, very exciting to have been invited on. Yeah, it's I very f- firmly believe this game is not solved and there are some things people are overlooking. Oh, for sure. Well, when you have, what, 150-some-odd characters? Something like, like that. We're, yeah, we're going to overlook stuff. Some characters are going to fall through the cracks. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this this is just... It's such a wonderful idea for, for the community and for, for getting our brains thinking about it. And keep experimenting, people. 